Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very non-traditional episode of the SmackDown Wind Down right here on the Russell Soaptopia Network. I am your host and humble guide, Keela Cash. Thank you so much for joining me as week 18 of the Russell Soaptopia Network comes to a most somber end, and that is not by my particular choice, but it is what it is. Due to ongoing local coverage of the George Floyd protest and rioting that took place in Atlanta last night, I wasn't able to watch SmackDown in real time. I saw what happened on my phone and my Twitter feed for all two hours and that spiraled into most of the evening. So it's been a lot. And even if I was able to watch SmackDown, everything that's going on in this country right now, it would have been a distraction for me focusing on what happening in the world. Sometimes you can't turn your brain off. Sometimes you can't turn reality off. And that happened last night and that was something that was completely beyond my control. But I'm glad that the wrestling community is being very vocal and being very loud about what's happening in Minneapolis and the rest of the country for that matter, that black lives do matter. A lot of woke wrestlers woke up yesterday for the first time ever, and that is very refreshing to see. And we're going to get through this, and we hope that justice is served. But this is an issue of people being tired, of being sick and tired. And I'm not a fan of the rioting and the looting and the burning down of buildings because Those are the places of business that you frequent. Those are the places of business that we need to thrive and survive. And when you tear something down that's your own, where are you going to go? And that's the side effect of the situation. We know it hurts. I've shed so many tears about so many social issues in this country involving brown and black bodies. And that is a situation that we will continue to reconcile until we resolve the issue and find a cure. And that is within ourselves by having the dialogue and finding the justice when there is no sense of it sometimes. So we will get through this. The community will get through this. And wrestling is that great bridge in between this madness that can bring some sense of calm and escape when you need that break from the noise, from the pain that is never ending in a lot of cases. And I did want to hop on here to just let you know what was going on. I don't want to go radio silent when issues are popping up. When COVID-19 broke out back in March and NXT and AEW's running head to head and the NBA season was suspended, I couldn't think about wrestling. I had to talk about what was going on. And I eventually came back the next day when I felt comfortable talking about the shows. And then I got in the groove for SmackDown and it kept going. And I did a lot of personal stuff during that time and wrestling was the cure that got me through and i thank all of you for lifting me up and supporting me every step of the way so when this happens after last week's tragedies of shad gaspard and hannah kimura and the 21st anniversary of owen hart's passing and now the passing of george floyd due to another case of police brutality It cannot be ignored. And I have to say these things out loud and not put a Band-Aid on and say it's going to be okay. It will be okay, but change has got to come. And I can't not speak on it on this show when it's so prevalent in my feed and it's so prevalent when I look at the news, specifically my local news on Fox 5 in Atlanta. But I do want to point to SmackDown ever so briefly. I will suggest if you couldn't watch the show like I could last night, if there was something going on in your market in Minneapolis or parts of the country that were going through the protests and the rioting and you need that escape sometime this weekend, Fox 
does have SmackDown on demand via your cable, satellite, and streaming devices. So check out Fox Now on demand, and you will find last night's SmackDown at your convenience if you want to catch up on what went down. I would do so myself this weekend, but I do want to point to the big topic of discussion that took place on last night's show, which was the controversial angle surrounding Jeff Hardy being quote unquote drunk and causing the accident that hurt Elias that sent him to the hospital and removed him from the IC tournament and eliminated Hardy from the tournament as well as he was arrested on the scene for causing the accident. This seems like a setup that he was found in the bushes and someone doused booze on him to make it look like he was drunk driving. This is a very touchy subject because Jeff Hardy's issues have been very public, well-known for years, dating back to last year, where he went to rehab to address those issues head on, and he has been on the straight and narrow ever since. It is a extremely sensitive issue when it comes to someone who is in recovery, and that is something that you don't fuck with, to be honest with you. And I know that Jeff probably has some creative autonomy over what you can and cannot do, and he might have cleared this and says, okay, let's do this, and just add a little spice to the storyline since we've been so public about my journey, the redemption, the comeback, the fallbacks, and the setbacks in between, and how he's leaning forward to be a better him to end his WWE career on a high note. If he has that creative leeway to tell that story, then I cannot shame or admonish WWE for that. I do think it's very touchy, and it does make me bristle a little bit because sobriety is an ongoing battle every single day. Relapses happen every single day. You don't want to ruin that. You don't want to tempt fate by doing something kind of sleazy, which WWE is infamous for doing, notorious for doing from time to time over the years. And this was no different. Now, hopefully this is handled with taste and tact, but we shall see. I know that Matt Hardy was very indirect, but directly mentioning how happy he is to work for AEW and Tony Khan in response to the angle that played on television in real time regarding his brother, Jeff Hardy. That timing was not a coincidence. It just happened conveniently when this angle took place and Reby Hardy, Matt's wife also responded by saying that she chucked the TV out of the house after watching whatever went down. So. That is the state of play right now. And I don't want an infighting with the Hardys at this moment. And we know it can get very messy on Twitter very quickly. So hopefully the peace can be maintained in that regard. But I will say this. Last week on Dynamite, Sean Spears took a very veiled shot at Dustin Rose's pain pill addiction during his little CNN spoof newscast last week leading up to their match at Double or Nothing from this past Saturday. And I don't know if it was a blip on the radar, but that made me bristle as well. I wasn't comfortable having someone poke a bear when it comes to one sobriety. I'm sure Dustin signed off on it, like Jeff Hardy signed off on what happened last night, but it doesn't negate the seriousness of sobriety and how it should not be played for jokes or gimmicks in any circumstances because it's a very fragile issue. WWE took it to another level while Sean Spears just mentioned it in passing, but it still carries the same weight. That hurt is still there. It's still sore. It's still raw because every day of sobriety is a victory. 
And it's an ongoing journey. It's an ongoing struggle. So don't play it for laughs. Don't play it for cheap heat. Just have the respect and the dignity to handle these issues with grace. And it's a lot to ask WWE, but we shall see. And that's all I'm gonna say about that, but I did feel the same way about the AEW angle as well from last week. I know that I'm a fond lover of the soap opera genre and we do bend those lines of being very socially conscientious about issues surrounding our society. And a lot of soaps handle issues such as bipolar disorder, AIDS, HIV, LGBTQ issues, interracial relationships, and alcoholism with tax sometimes. And at other times, they have no idea how to handle these issues while being completely rooted in realism. And hopefully WWE can handle this storyline with a level of tact that they're not necessarily known for. And if AEW chooses to pull personal issues from those who have struggled with alcoholism or pain pill addiction to handle it with the same level of tact and don't use it for a shock factor for an ooh and an ah. And if it's a blip on the radar, good for you, but I noticed it. And this is twice in a week when someone's sobriety is taken a jab at, which is not cool to me. But if the person that is the recipient of the jab is having clearance with the storyline, I can't raise hell at the end of the day. I can criticize, but I can't go off when you gave the okay to do this. So at the end of the day, it's a level of how do we handle these sensitive topics with grace, with class, with dignity. And when it comes to professional wrestling, that is a big ask. Is it possible? Absolutely in the right hands. And we shall see what WWE does, especially with the hacker playing a role in terms of camera angles and revealing the truth when he or she knows all regarding all the underhanded things going on behind the scenes in the WWE locker room. As for Elias and Jeff Hardy being removed for the match, AJ Styles got an automatic buy to the Intercontinental Championship Finals of the tournament. And Daniel Bryan wants to be honorable and fair and wants to fight the winner of a battle warrior, which took place during the second segment of the show. And I'm not gonna tell you who won. You have to watch for yourself as I will, even though I know what happened, but I'm not gonna spoil it for those of you who have not watched the show just yet. So watch and see an overall pretty solid show. And based on most accounts, the most entertaining show thus far during the empty arena era of SmackDown. There have been a couple of shows I really liked. SmackDown last week was pretty good. And the Sonya Deville moment from a month ago was A plus stuff. And Triple H's roasting or commentary was pretty damn good as well a few months ago on SmackDown. So SmackDown has had its moments of being rooted in the year 2020. And it's had its moments when it felt like an out of touch product that was barely hanging below the ranks of 205 Live and main event in terms of relevancy in this decade. And that is a harsh jab by me, but it's a fact. So hopefully with the new infusion of talent and storylines, this show can be on the upswing to up these ratings during the summer season for WWE on Fox. So that's my roundabout recap of SmackDown for this week. I will watch the show this weekend as a fan and I'll be back on Tuesday morning with episode number 19. Can you believe it? 
almost 20 weeks of the WST Network. Unbelievable. But it's episode number 19. Nonetheless, of the Raw Verdict, recapping the highs and lows from WWE's flagship show, Monday Night Raw. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at LadyWrestlingX. They can find me tweeting about these shows that drop on the semi-daily recapping Monday Night Raw, AW Dynamite, NXT, and Friday Night Smackdown on Fox. Feel free to download past episodes on your favorite podcast directories, dating back to the January 28th episode of the debut show of the Raw Verdict, recapping the fallout from the 2020 Warrior Rumble. So Search WrestleSoptopia on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Buzzsprout, iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Plus, Amazon Alexa, and Spotify. So download, subscribe, and listen today, anywhere, anytime. Until Tuesday, enjoy your Saturday, your Sunday, and your Manic Monday. Stay safe out there, and don't forget to wash those hands. See you later, boys and girls. Take care. Mm